Hey, I'm Danny Levy, and you're listening to Digital Transformation and Leadership. This is the show where we go behind the scenes with today's top business leaders to understand how they're digitally transforming their company. This week's episode is a special edition, taken from the Programmatic Pioneers Summit for Asia. It's taken from a keynote panel discussion on the topic of confessions of the CMO, what we hate about conversations with ad tech providers. And the speakers on the panel were Ken Ip, Chairman of the Asia Martech Society, Mayank Singh, Chief Digital Officer from Domino's Pizza Indonesia, Doris Yu, Asia Investment Advisor from 21CIG Capital, and the moderator was Akshat Aurora, Country Manager and Chief Consultant of Global Marketing Strategy and Growth from CyberAgent. And it's coming up next. Hello everyone, my name is Akshat Arora, or Aki as I'm usually called. Um, I've been based in Tokyo for almost the last eight years, where I and I work for a company called CyberAgent, which is one of Japan's largest ad agencies. I look after the entire US business, which primarily consists of two different verticals to it. One is helping all um, non-Japanese clients expand into the Japanese market from foreign lands into Japan. And the other is to help Japanese clients expand into countries outside Japan. Um, mostly focusing in the US and EU region as of now. Um, Today's conversation is a conversation that I have been very excited about because, again, coming from an agency's perspective, it is very rare that you get to have marketing leaders on the same panel and actually have a very direct and real and hopefully not so brutal conversation about what it is that the needs in the market actually are, where the gap lies, and again, what all of us in the entire ecosystem can do about it. Now, with that said, Again, and I mentioned this earlier, it would have been awesome to you know, be in the same room and maybe grab a beer afterwards. But the end of the day, the reality is that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, depending on the place, depending on the region. Um, markets have started to open, economies have started to you know, go back up. But still, there's a lot that we still need to collectively um, approach as we try to come out of this pandemic. But once we talk about this pandemic, I feel one of the things that really stands out is digital adoption across industries. That has been something that has really skyrocketed, or at least if nothing else, depending on the vertical, has definitely seen an, an, um, an accelerated adoption. And as we have done that, as we have gone through this entire phase over the last 20-ish months, um, somewhere the advertiser's relationship with an ad tech provider has also changed. Their dependency on these ad tech providers have probably changed. And how we make the symbiotic relationship and come out of it towards as we move towards a new normal is definitely going to change as well. But as everything was going towards, you know, the symbiotic relationship, then there came the privacy changes and, you know, Apple with its um, iOS 14 updates and the cookie-less era and whatnot, which has also somewhere affected the sort of, how do I put it, the common glue that held a lot of our ad tech stacks together and how we change our partnerships with these ad techs, maybe new partners, maybe the existing ones as we move forward. So how do we close this gap? And then how do we make the symbiotic relationship work better for everyone involved? It is definitely a difficult conversation, but with that said, today is what we choose to tackle, is how we choose to tackle that conversation with the three of you present. So let's start from there, okay? My first question that I want to put out there is, how have, I mean, in all the changes that we're witnessing right now, how have the partnerships or relationships that you have all in your own personal um, um, experience with ad tech providers or third-party services changed or is currently changing as we speak? 
Um, we can start with you, Doris, again, because ladies first, and then we move on to the conversation with maybe Karen Mayank. Okay, so uh, let me put it very simple. The changes it, are always there. And uh, I would suggest that because of the whole environment is different, so now it's better we don't think about our past, but instead of looking forward to what actually what we can do together. And the relationship will be still changing because uh, in our industry, the full supply chain of advertising, digital advertising, is always centered by the consumer needs and the advertiser needs. And now it's time advertiser want to have that kind of uh, knowledge, digital advertising knowledge, not just advertising, but revenue. I believe uh, Mayak is very <laughs> familiar with this. So, because advertiser wants it. So they want the knowledge instead of, you know, rely on a third party totally. So advertiser, they will gather all the messages and look at different markets and look at different um, privacy laws, either in European, EU or in US or in China, they are so different. So I would like to encourage ad tech providers because I was them. <laughs> I would strongly encourage you to reach out to the advertisers directly. Oh my God, I was in media agency too. <laughs> but it's really the right time to reach out to advertiser directly. We can see uh, Louis Vuitton, LVMH, co-work with Google. We can see Walmart, Gafford, they are building their own tech set. So yes, it is indeed the right timing, but you need to choose your client carefully. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, th I think that that's, that's a very true, that, that's very true as you put it out there. And again, depending on both ways, right? From an ad tech provider's perspective, there are a lot of things happening on the client side that they might not be 100% um, aware of and vice versa. And you know, in the ad tech space, a lot of change, especially with tracking and everything that are you know changing on day-to-day -day basis that the clients would definitely love to be in touch with on, on a very regular basis. Um, as we talk about this, Ken, do you have anything to add about this in terms of how you have seen your relationship with any of the providers out there change or changing right now? Oh, absolutely. I think, first of all, for those who's listening to this um, summit today, uh, there are actually two things you need to know about me. First of all, I, I'm someone very talkative. I'm very long-winded. So I, I do know this is only a 30 minutes panel, so I'll try to be as precise as I possibly can. And the second thing I want to point out is that um, I, although I do work at an, as, as a marketer in an in-house capacity, but at the same time, I'm also a shareholder of uh, two medium-sized ad tech companies both of which are doing quite well financially, but um, at a personal level, I probably would not hire them myself. And I think this exactly relates back to today's topic. Um, one of the main reason why I would not consider working with them is because um, I feel that they tend to do a very poor job at explaining what they actually do, especially at the initial uh, introduction. And, and, and this happens to most tech providers that I come across with especially the more reputable ones. I think mainly for two reasons. Uh, one is either they've just, I think they've just gone so big and well-known that there is already enough new clients knocking on their doors organically. So there's really no need or urgency for them to improve on their 30 second pitch, so to speak. 
and very often, I think it's just down to a simple lack of technical knowledge in their own offerings yeah. from the sales team or account servicing people. And far too often, you would hear very generic script from the account servicing people that goes something along the lines of, you know, look, our innovative uh, technology is there to help enable greater efficiency and, and improve effectiveness in the way to help shape the brand and marketing communications. It provides all the tools you need for in-depth data analysis, you know, powering data into insights, all of which can be done quickly with minimal power because many of these processes can be automated. Sounds very good, right? But if you think about it, what does that all mean? And, and to be frank, that's what everyone, everybody say and claim to do and offers. So what's so different about your solution? That's really gonna help my business. So this is currently the gap I'm seeing. So um, I know I'm getting slightly long-winded. I'll try to round it off. So, so, so as a marketer, my recommendation would be, well, unfortunately there's no cheat sheet. I know we're gonna cover this later on, but when it comes to looking for an ad you know, partner, you're really gonna spend the time with each of them. You know? You're gonna give them specific questions, ask specific questions and give specific business problems that you're facing and request for an initial proposal. And what I mean by that is, I don't necessarily need a, a, a 30 page you know, document, PowerPoint slides. What I'm looking for is just in five slides, you know, tell me what it is that, that you're doing. How are you gonna solve my problem? Right. How long it's gonna take and for how much? After all, you're working with you know, marketing people. Just be direct yeah. and don't give us yeah. no fluffy words because marketing people can see right through it. Sorry, I hope I'm not being too mean. <laughs> Next speaker, please. Okay, we, we talked about being direct today. We talked about yes. being direct today. So, you know, let's be that. Um, okay, I think those, those are beautiful points that you bring up there. And I think that is very true. As someone who has been on the agency side um, for a very long time, I do agree that gone are the days when you could just have a standardized pitch for everyone out there and hope and expect that that's going to work for everyone or that's going to generate that wow factor from that advisor that you're trying to talk to. Um, I think gone are those days. And as long as you cannot, from an ad tech provider's perspective, to come up with the exact solution that you bring to the table and how exactly you can use the solution to benefit your client. I feel like as long as that customization or personalization towards your client to a conversation where both of you can mutually participate is not there, I feel like, yes, um, there will be a gap. And that is definitely something that has changed over the past few years, if not longer. Um, Mayak, do you also feel similar issues exist out there or what are your views on your relationship with ad tech providers, especially in the Asian market as well? Akshat, I'll start with a quote, the change is inevitable. And mm -hmm. if you see, and, and that is not from here, which we are seeing the current era, even I echo most of the point, which what Kane was saying. Uh, but this, and even Doris, when she was talking about this pandemic, everyone is approaching out there, the business is there. I'll just take you all back much, much earlier in, in the time when, when the internet was launched. And that, that was the time that no one have thought of the advertisers and all this ecosystem. Since then, if you right. would clearly see, it's not just the people, the businesses are coming in and going out. It's the ecosystem which is growing. When I say ecosystem, the ecosystem not only compromise uh, uh, is not only about the advertisers and publishers, but also the platform providers. We are forgetting one thing. You, you talk about the platform provider like AppSlayer, AppSlayer branch, which is there to help you out doing doing the right attribution. 
when you started to do the right attribution and 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 the publisher starts to grow and the the ad tech platform starts to grow so then, then comes a different uh, uh, product altogether which talks about saying hey whatever the ads you are doing it's being served to the wrong customers and maybe they are fake they are they are bots <laughs> you should have a security platform in between right so right. so so over a period of time these this ecosystem has evolved in last few year i would say what has happened the speed of evolvement has increased because of the pandemic because suddenly the people who were more into the offline their huge budget used to be spended on the offline marketing they realized the power of internet and because those people were not able to go out they were present at their home the best and the easiest medium to reach out to them was digital and the spending started to go higher from from the advertisers right and the publisher inventory was also growing coming to the quote what ken was saying that you cannot have the same pitch which has been often happening it's only happening because the stomach of everyone is full <laughs> and the hunger is something that makes you improvise so the so the hunger time is also about to come because the saturation would definitely come uh, the market has started to ease out there are people, the, there are new in uh, these uh, advertisers who has come up on to the platform they have become our competitor the competition which i was not enjoying on the bidding uh, is what i am enjoying about i have to face today uh, and uh, the slowly it's going to go down and that would be the time the agency would be having a different pitch to tell you that what should be the right way to do it because still your competition would be high the bidding would be there and it will keep increasing so that that's that's what is going to happen and that's why i quoted the chain is inevitable and it will keep happening the ecosystem will keep growing uh it, it is a, it's a, it's a doggy dog world out there right so as you said like saturation when it comes down to that uh obviously from an advertiser's perspective there's there's pros and cons to it um from a marketer's perspective and getting to decide which provider you work with probably sure more competition leads to better services from and an advertiser actually putting ads out there sure there's a lot of increased competition as well but talking about these ad tech providers and you know my interviewer put this that there's a lot of saturation out there and definitely even you know we talk about apps plan branch and what not but even for those tools there are many there plethora of such services out there irrespective of whether we talk about an ad platform or the document attribution partner with the document ad exchange dsp ssp whatever there's so many out there from a marketer's perspective how do you choose who to work with or how does how can uh, let me rephrase that how can an ad tech provider distinguish themselves from the others that are out there in the same field um maybe we can start with ken and then we can move on to the other speakers sure uh, my 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 um in short i would say speak the human language as marketers mm -hmm. i think uh, by default we're trained as professional to think and communicate with clarity so meaning most of the time there is only one key message one unique selling point that you need to emphasize and deliver so so for all those ad tech providers out there so please when talking to marketers don't don't try to use rhetoric or use words that does not have any tangible meaning or or, or put it this way don't read out taglines you know like innovation meets technologies or something along those lines he's another one i often get we help bring businesses and customers together you know it, it's very empty words you know so so try to be simple try to speak layman and simple language 
So um, one advice I would give is, um, like most projects, start with the client's brief, you know, put it into writing. A one pager is all you need and, and, and to jot down what it is that your client is looking for and, and how you can solve it. What is the pain point? And at a more strategic level, find out where their business wants to be, uh, let's say in, in 12 months or five years, and how your solution is going to get them there. So uh, another analogy I, I, I like to use is treat yourself as a business advisor, but just so happens you're providing a solution in advertising or marketing technologies. So, so you really need to convey how your solution can solve real business problems, practical business problems that's tangible and can be measured. But then again, I, I'm just one marketer, so my view may not be the most representative. But for me personally, it would be fantastic to work with an ad tech service provider who can do exactly just that. Yeah. Since you're one of the marketers, before I jump into this, let's listen to what the other marketers have to say about this. Uh, Mayank, do you have anything to what Ken just said right now? So I cannot say I deny with Ken. <laughs> He, he's an excellent marketer and he's saying the right words uh, that needs to be said. Uh, I will just add a few bits to it. Uh, so no, normally in, in the pitching most of the time, which is what has happened is that uh, the, the players, they come with their own understanding about the business. And, and that's where there is normally a gap between the understanding. Uh, and, and as the Ken was saying about use the human word and not the robotic words. Uh, uh, so most of the time, the, the current buzzword, if you see in the industry is AI. So, so anything you, you come up with a solution, you'll say, hey, we have an AI driven machine learning platform, which delivers. <laughs> That's the jargon <laughs> to catch you up. And I get so many emails saying the same thing. And that becomes very hard for me to even choose. Why should I reply to this email? Because it's the same email I've been getting every day with some, just the name is changing. The, the company name is changing and the email format is same. So mm -hmm. having said that, the, the best correlation is always to see. So suppose if someone is coming up and telling me not about the, the so not about what their tool is, but telling about how they have solved a similar problem in a similar market for a similar looking player. So if I'm Domino's, maybe my competitor or somehow indirect competitor, not a direct competitor, how they have helped them to solve certain problems which they were facing. That could be something, could be a starting point to pitch me up and make me have, have an interest into the conversation. I, would, I might have a different problem, not like what they have mm -hmm. solved, but at least uh, I would have an interest to see that what actually the AI was doing for the problem they were like, they were trying to solve, so that's where is is the is the biggest difference, and that's that's off lately has been coming from some of the platform providers. But again, the 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 issue becomes that it's always the regional thing they they forget. So suppose something happened in Turkey has no relation with an Indonesian market because the size of the business, the market, everything differs. So I cannot say that oh it has worked for Turkey and it should be working for us. Uh, and, and I'm facing the same problem. And that's where the, the gap remains between the understanding from, from agency perspective and what the advertiser actually wants. Understood. So if I were to summarize what both of you mentioned before moving on to Doris's uh, 
insights into this, no jargons, more customized approach, understand that the market might be different based on the region and pass case studies of how having worked with similar advertisers or similar clients and what sort of solutions you provided to them and how you can bring the same to the table. Okay, um, Doris, as I summarize all these four points, based on your you know, vast experience in this space, do you feel like there are other things that can also help an ad tech provider differentiate themselves? Uh, just one advice that is um, qualify your customer. <laughs> just mm -hmm. like uh, Ken and uh, Mayak, they have very, very mm -hmm. well-experienced marketers already. But you know, mm -hmm. probably they are the top 1% who really knows what they're doing. I'm really sorry, advertisers. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> so uh, I would strongly so. suggest, yes, we, I would strongly suggest, because like Ken, he will give you a brief. He knows his uh, problem or he knows exactly what he's looking for. That's very unique because all the industry domain knowledge, only advertiser has it, right? As tech provider or even agencies, they don't know because they spend so many time with, I um, mean, so much time with so different industries. <laughs> so they can't be as knowledgeable as the marketer. So the marketer right. eventually needs to tell, um, open-minded to tell the truth. What's the problem he is trying to solve or she is trying to solve? But that takes time to build trust and uh, tech providers or any agencies or like the business I have in, I'm in right now, it's all about what do they want? That's the first question and the most powerful question we need to figure out mm -hmm. and help them. Well, uh, I should not use help, but to, you know, be there and understand their business more and then get to the core of the problem. Then you will know if this advertisers or your solution provide your solutions can really fit to solve his problem. That would be my uh, one strong suggestion. Ask good questions and uh, be trustworthy. <laughs> Build the trust. That's very, very important. But otherwise, you will never get to the point. Yes. Um you know, Doris, and I feel like this is this common concept that's been discussed by all three of you. That is that somewhere, maybe the ad tech providers or the agencies or your partners, they do not or are unable to have a complete understanding of your business, your actual needs. And that's where the solution that's coming from their side maybe only touches a very shallow depth of the overall problem that needs to be addressed. Um, if we approach this as one of the gap that lies between that, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, and this is not actually, this is one of the main ones as you, you know, that how, or let me rephrase that. How can ad tech providers bridge this gap between the sort of knowledge that they should have about your business versus what they have, their understanding of what your actual needs are versus what their services are providing and where they're not being able to meet the actual needs or the core very concept of what can help a business solve its problems or expand its business in whichever way possible. How do you think we can, or what can be a cheat sheet, if I may, or what can be a checklist for these ad tech providers to have so that they, as long as they cover these points, as long as they cover a few of these key issues, they can be closer to understanding your actual business needs and then addressing them in detail. 
um, for this, maybe Doris, since we, you were talking about this, and this is the very strong point that you did mention, maybe we can just start from you and then Mayank can add on to that. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will answer this question by mm -hmm. presuming that uh, the ad tech provider is meeting a uh, not really known a thing advertiser. <laughs> that's a that's a that's 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 a stage. So um, it's three things you need to ask. Uh, the first thing is, uh, what do you really want? To you know your yearly goal for this position. <laughs> that's a very straightforward one. I'm, so I'm not sure if any advertiser or any people, a stranger, will be able to answer that question so openly. Sure, but. Yeah. You know, gradually you have to ask less question or lead the conversation to that way. That's very important. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing we need to find out uh, because uh, like advertiser or any business, it's an organization. And my analogy will be organ and organization. So when you talk to this key person, we need to find out the, the his team, her team, is in what kind of position in that organization first. If he and she's able or willing to really to push or move forward to the next step. That's that's very important. So that's question number one. And question number two is uh, if this goal fail, what will happen? Uh, okay, so understanding what the actual needs are, right? understanding what the advertiser actually wants and then trying to go after it. And then also having different mitigation plans or you know contingency plans in place. Like if this doesn't work out, what's next? Well, if this doesn't work out, what's plan C? Sort of approach to the overall um, advertiser's needs. Okay, I feel like this contingency plan and having this plan A, B, C is not something that many ad tech providers do. I know I probably have missed out on it many times as well. So that's a very good point that you bring out that Doris. With that said, Maya, what are your insights on this? How do you think that we can bridge this gap between the services being delivered and the actual needs? So, so I'll uh, talk about uh, two perspectives, Akshat. One is from the, uh, the perspective of the ad provider, ad, the ad tech provider, mm -hmm. and the other perspective is of the advertiser itself. There's a bigger role of an advertiser we are missing, and we are not, which we should not be thinking that the advertisers are God. <laughs> they should not be treated like that. They should have their own goals and they should know how they have the right tool to assess certain things. But if I have to talk about the ad tech provider, the one cheat sheet word which I would want to give it to them is the percentage. Just the percentage. Mm -hmm. So everything which you talk to me should be into a percentage. And if you can convince me into the percentage, I would be happy to work with you. So, so suppose I'll start giving with examples. How much is your reach in terms of the percentage to the overall internet population of my country? Mm -hmm. The other is how much is the percentage growth which will help me achieve from the current stage of downloads which I have or the impression or the traffic which I'm having, yeah, the, the paid traffic. The, and the last and the most important percentage is how much is the cost of this ad would be the percentage to my revenue. If you see talk about all this in absolute term, the story is always different. But if you talk about percentage, so different business would assume it differently because a percentage for me as a dominant business basis, my ticket size would be different to an e-commerce where ticket size is higher. 
uh, airline tickets uh, company where the ticket size is again very high uh, hotel booking is again very high so all are different sectors and this percentage would mm-hmm. vary so if you can answer mm-hmm. everything in percentage it would suit to the advertiser's needs so that's one aspect to it the second aspect is yeah. to us for we 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 ourselves should have our own cheat sheet to know what is the percentage that we should be accepting <laughs> if we don't know what's yeah. the percentage then then no matter what percentage the ad tech provider is coming to you or the agency is coming to you and saying it will all go all bounce it off and you would not realize that what percentage to pick and what to not the second is the, the so suppose i was talking about in the in the, my last uh, interaction which with you was about the case studies so if suppose everything your percentage is uh, the case studies are well set in place then it's not that the first first trial will make you help them the first trial would would be something which is which will take you nearer or maybe away but whether it's nearer or away you need to have your own parameters and benchmarks in place to to and and then give them the right feedback these are the parameters where you were not able to perform and that is the way we i think there is some differences between our understanding maybe if it's not you, or you want to further optimize and do certain changes in your system let's do that but you would have to go through those iterative processes to getting the right set of consumer because at the end of the day roi is is, is very important perspective specifically when i see from my retail business point of view we, everything we do is always been asked whether there was the right roi or not so that that that's how i'll i'll say that so if anyone was trying to reach me out i'm okay and don't say that and never ask me for an absolute budget also it should be a percentage to my budget <laughs> not, not an absolute amount <laughs> percentages i yes i you know percentages is something that even having and i, I think this will go for all of us that having been in this space is not something that we see very often right it's always here's here's the plan that you need to subscribe to here's how much you need to pay us here's a minimum yeah. budget here's what our margin is and what not but yeah, i feel like percentage is something that's definitely helpful so contingency plans what the actual problem is percentages um you know an overall understanding of the business needs and then putting their proposal in terms of percentages you know would be the main key few points that we take from here can with your experience i'm pretty sure you will agree with all of this but i'm 100% sure that you have a lot more to add on to this what would it be from your side oh well, one of the key topics or keywords that's been put forward out there it's uh, this word cheating so marketers mm-hmm. is there a cheating um I'm sorry but as in most things in life yeah you got to do it the hard way when it comes to choosing a, a partner whether it's agency digital agency or ad tech service provider you just got to meet them you know going to find out uh, what they like it's just it's just like if you are looking for uh, the next CFO in the company yeah he or she may may may, may be very good on 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 paper but without meeting them in person you don't really find out if it's really the right, the real deal so here's my advice as for the tech um tech solutions providers um i think it all starts from the very beginning at your very first meeting um my boss yeah my ceo often likes to use this popular phrase you know actions speak louder than words and i believe this is essential especially when it comes to technology especially advertising technology and and for those service provider out there you want to explain how your technology works yeah again don't don't make use of your standard marketing materials 
presentation deck and what have you. So for me personally, nothing beats a, you know, a live product demo. You know, and, and then just randomly click around and show different dashboard. Try to prepare a scenario or sequence of action in advance that will be interested or relevant or pertinent to your specific target audience. So for example, if a client is looking for a new ERP system or PIM system to synchronize the products to the current e-commerce platform, you can try picking an existing product on the client's website and run a demo. That would be relevant. Or you're trying to help you know, mine primary data for, for future retargeting. Again, I mean, just don't use, don't, just don't say what it is that you can do. Give out a demonstration. That way, your presentation, your sales pitch will be far more convincing than just showing you know, right. your bold standard marketing templates, materials, case studies, and what have you. And also, uh, sorry, I'm slightly long-winded again, my bad. Um, it's also the ability to demonstrate whether you can you know, leverage on technologies to help businesses do more with less, help them make better and smarter decisions. What I mean by, by, by smart is that it's really about the application of you know, digital or ad technologies to, business, to solve business problems. You know, that could encompasses anything from you know, CRM, PRM, which I just mentioned, you know, with, to platforms like you know, Salesforce or ERP. You know, companies or businesses can be smart when they can demonstrate the use of these technologies and data to solve the pressing needs. So in other words, it's about harnessing you know, data information, uh, the communication technology, the IoT, Internet of Things, getting all these real insights into data to actually develop and adapt smarter applications and make the day-to-day -day business more efficient and seamless. If you can demonstrate that, then you're probably in uh, for quite a long time working with, with this client. Ken, this is my question for you and actually for everyone. And I'm slightly going off the questions that I'd initially thought of. But when we talk about all of this, every we consider all the points that you've mentioned, it seems like there needs to be, or the, the ad tech provider does not have either insight or is just not looking into it or does not have access into the right sort of data point that they can use to come up with a customized solution for you. Um, you know, I think Doris, you've been in the ad tech space before. I have been in the agency side before. There are a lot of times when even the advertisers don't or aren't willing to share the exact data points or the actual problems, the actual, you know, um, hard data that we need to come up with that solution. Do you feel like if there were more questions, uh, you know, asked by the ad tech providers, advertisers would be more willing to actually share this data and be more more open about what the actual problem is? Uh... For advertisers, um, I would like to go back to the the optimal goal again. So, mm -hmm. if we are talking about data, now mm -hmm. we all know that uh, who how we process data and how we own and use the data. It's mm -hmm. so different across different industry. Like in financial industry, in banks, they are strictly controlled by the laws. So. Of course, ad tech um, agencies, it's not possible to touch those things. Uh, almost not possible because it's all by themselves. And for, uh, I, I would say the more opportunities in retail, more consumer products, that's uh, if like in Taiwan, if 
we collect the data uh, from the consumers willing to give the data, like phone number, and uh, we, we call it membership, or by an event, an ad, ad campaign event, or membership campaign event. Then it's totally legal to collect those data and use those data uh, with consumers' consent. You're right. I mean, the technicalities and the, the the legalities aside, I do feel like, and I'm pretty sure all of us will agree that there can be more open conversations between the advertiser and, you know, an ad tech provider in this case, where we can mutually come to a solution or if not, at least have more open conversation before we, you know, um, try to come up with that final pitch. So instead of having that one final pitch that please come ahead with, I feel like there should be more open conversation before we actually reach that level. With that said, since I also understand that we're running out of time, um, you know, I do have one last question, you know, that from all you marketing leaders is something that all us ad tech providers definitely want to know more about, is that what are these changes, upcoming changes or needs that you anticipate are going to be in the market, you know, and how can ad tech providers or a third party vendor, doesn't matter ad tech provider or not, help marketers with these needs? Mayak, um, maybe we can start with this, uh, start with you from this. Sure. Uh, so my few bits on this is that uh, so I, I no matter how we, bad we would, might have spoken about the ad tech platforms or ad providers, but uh, I believe in to the core is that they have been the torch bearer for us over the period of time. Uh, and the kind of challenges that we are currently facing, like Doris was talking about the data, but there's a data privacy issue. Uh, we are already seeing what's happening with iOS 14 updates. Now it's iOS 15 already in place. Uh, the Google has <laughs> already uh, uh, set, they have deferred it till 2022 end, but they are also going to implement something on the similar lines. And that's where it would become very, very difficult for a marketer to do a precise marketing. So yeah, uh, I mean, I remember last three months with Facebook, I was having so much of trouble in terms of doing the targeting and every day they were changing their own platform. And most of the time they, they, co they were also quoting that uh, they, this is what they have been facing. Uh, there are changes which is happening. So you would have to have a sharper eyes in terms of the campaign that you are running, which, is, uh, which was the guidance provided by them. Uh, so, so having said that, even if all this is happening, I would still expect they to remain the torch bearer. Uh, the Facebook introduced this new <laughs> zero party data. So it's a, it's a new name to your first party data <laughs> collected just in a different way. Uh, but, but there would be certain things which would these platform would come up to solve the problem which we are foreseeing with respect to targeting and optimizing mm -hmm. for the better efficiency. And that's where I hope uh, they would again bridge the gap be the torch bearer for us and i'm we'll be happy to adopt it i'm not a torch bearers might be i mean it's a very optimistic and very positive word i'm the optimistic guy <laughs> you know but definitely i feel like as torch bearers there are a lot of innovations that are part of the landscape by third-party vendors or ad tech providers that are you know utilized in a massive scale and definitely as we go through these changes um ad tech providers or other companies in this space will definitely someone will have to take the lead and go ahead and chances are it might just be one of the ad tech providers out there um doris anything you want to add on to that yes uh i think back to the question you just asked um, I would re I would <laughs> recommend that for the leaders of ad tech providers, uh, mm -hmm. don't shy from 
the topics or conversation about merging and acquisition. And uh, because right now we know the so-called digital transformation is it's not someone, it, one person can do it, no. It's about the uh, advertiser company, if they really want to do it or not. If they want, then they need help. And that's a good time. And because when we talk about data, it's, if we look at the US law or EU laws, advertisers are responsible and accountable for all the data they collect. So that's inevitable. The law is like that. So of course, if I am responsible for the data I'm collecting, I will need to have full control over it. I can't let a third party or outsider to do it unless that's also part of my company. I think that's, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I want to add on. Perhaps that's the way out. Okay. Uh as you talk about, you know, obviously there are more changes that you can put out there, a more better understanding of things that you can have there if it's a part of your company, whether it's or versus whether it's outside or not. But I will connect this with you, Ken, because you have this very interesting intersection where not only are you a marketer, you also do have at tech company. So you have an insight into both sides. From your perspective, what are these changes that maybe you as a marketer realize and now you need to establish in the ad tech companies or vice versa? What, what, according to you, is happening out there? I think that's a good question. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about tech or MarkTech today, but how should really one make of it, you know, as, as a marketing professional, as part of the integral business strategy? Uh, to me, MarkTech is about, you know, how you can apply the basic principles, you know, the fundamental of marketing and kind of ascending mm -hmm. it from an intuition, a gut feeling, to something that's systematic, that's tangible, with you know actions that can be repeated, you know success that can be replicated, and can and something can be scalable, and that's where the beauty of you know things like marketing automation comes into play, and all this is to help facilitate brands, businesses, and, and marketers to make rational and informed decisions, mm -hmm. decisions that are you know data driven. But well, let's share, share an example. Let's say if you are the owner of a grocery store. And generally in mm -hmm. business, there is only a finite of resource. And in your case, there's no difference. So within your current mode of operation, you can only afford say three full-time employees at any given time, each managing like a cashier or a counter. And your business challenge is this, there's always a long line of queues in the shop, you know, waiting during lunch hours with many pissed off and impatient customers in the queue waiting and waiting. So how can you quicken up the payment process and reduce the waiting time for your customers without adding more manpower? I think this is where ad tech and mark tech can come into play. So for example, let's say if you go through um, the data of your uh, customers and what they're buying, you discover that let's say during the lunch hours, around a third of your customers are really just buying one or two items at most, like a sandwich or plus a drink perhaps. So what sh mm -hmm. you should do then so, so one of the uh, answer would be, so perhaps you can turn one of your three cashiers into an express lane. So that way you're able to channel these customers into a quicker solution, thereby freeing up more capacity of existing resources to do more. So that's a very good example of what EgTech and MarkTech and the solution providers can help brands and business accomplish. But 
It's only possible if they can demonstrate that with a real practical uh, case study, uh, a, a, a results that can be measured, uh, yeah. results that, that, that are also um, in line with the company's kind of um, KPI, a mutually agreed KPI. So, right. so you can then define the success of your project or partnership. Hmm. Oh, I know this may all sound very pragmatic and commercially driven, but, but after all, this is a business relationship, right? You can have drinks afterwards and become best friends, but at work, at professional level, I'm afraid this is just to safeguard both parties sure. to ensure the scope of work is delivered on brief and on time. It's just my humble Very opinion. True. Very true. No, I completely agree. Completely agree with that. You know, the, the, the drinks and the, the entertainment and the ooh-la-la side. Of course, there are a lot of things that need to be definitely delivered on a professional level. Um, you know, and I guess that's where, and I think we had briefly talked about this, that as this market gets more saturated, as the competition within this space um, grows and grows, actor providers will have to be more on, not even on time, but like on target with what they're providing, what they say they provide versus what they actually provide. You know, what's the difference between what they initially pitched versus the actual result and how, if, and that is a very big if, they can even meet those gaps through their efficiency or making the systems and processes more efficient. So with that said, thank you everyone for this lovely conversation. I know we're running out of time. Um, I wish this conversation didn't have to end because there's a lot that even I have learned from this conversation, but thank you so much for being a part of this. You've made it to the end of another episode of Digital Transformation and Leadership. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. No need to leave a written review. Just clicking on the five stars is enough. I'd really appreciate it as it helps the show get found and it helps those listener numbers grow. And we'll be back again next week when we will again go behind the scenes with another top business leader to understand how they're digitally transforming their company. The Digital Transformation and Leadership Podcast is a Blue Aurora media production.